Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio. On a Thursday, April 21st with Ryan Hollins. I'm Doug Gottlieb and uh, Ryan, man, what a what a what a day we have um, in store for sports fans. What a night we had. You had a huge story in college basketball as Jay Wright kind of surprisingly announced his retirement. Hey, that sandwiched around a Joel Embiid three where the uh, Philadelphia 76ers take a three games to none lead on the Toronto Raptors. And then, of course, the series that most of us are enthralled by is uh, Celtics-Nets, which wasn't terribly close late as the Celtics take a commanding two games none lead. They win both of their home games and they return home. So we got a lot to get to, plus the Bulls upset the the, the Bucks. Um, we have an injury in the Bucks series, so we got some NBA to talk about. We still have the Debo Samuel uh, you know, trade demands, although he uh, he he has a weird tweet that he took down. So we we got football to talk about. Shohei Otani, amazing for the Angels, a little baseball. But let let's start in the NBA, and uh, obviously all year you covered the Rockets, you've covered the league, played in the league. What 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 do you think led? I mean, like, look, the story is Kevin Durant didn't make a shot from the field in the second half and Kyrie Irving's like never had the ball in the fourth quarter and the Celtics come from 17 down to win. What happened, Ryan Hollins? Doug, the one thing I've always said in terms of the Boston Celtics that they got away from when Kyrie came is they are really good when they are locked in defensively. That's their identity. And midway through this season, you know, with, with their Schroeder and Tice trade, they got back to that, okay, lockdown, defend, believe in that side of the ball, and now the offense comes. 
they're bought in on defending Kevin Durant. They're bought in on, you know, showing bodies to Kyrie Irving. And as explosive as those guys are, it has to be that way. But there wasn't like, think about that bubble moment where Smart kind of called out his teammates, you know, you guys aren't working hard, you guys aren't committed, you're thinking about scoring the basketball. That's the biggest difference I see, Doug. And I, I, I want to ask I want to ask you this, and, and this is my second thing. When you look at the Nets, because obviously you no know, Joe Harris, but their writing is on the wall. They could use that six nine guy who can attack the rim and create shots for others to make things easy. Heck, at, at this point, they could use a James Harden because now you're just seeing and anybody can, hey, man, show walls and bodies to Kevin Durant. Make him, a, make him a playmaker. Make him put the basketball on the floor. Look at Kyrie Irving. Make him have to score. Make things tough. They need somebody to relieve pressure. And I don't know what state Ben Simmons is going to come back in, but they need Ben Simmons, man. Oh, no question. I mean, the, t- the team is built to where – you know the team is is built, and and this this is the problem with top heavy teams, right? But but also this team, right? I, I don't you, you struggle to find places to put Seth Curry, to put Patty Mills, to put enough shooting because at the other end they just can't hide those guys, right? And then offensively, if you don't have those guys in because you're trying to be better defensively to cover for for Kyrie and just to give you overall size and. And switchability, well, now that means those guys can't score. This, for Kevin Durant, it reminds me of what frustrated him in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Right? When when he was in Oklahoma City, he was playing, you know, he, he just wanted to show he's the best one-on-one player in the league. If you give him space, there's nothing you can do. And he had some good looks even in the fourth quarter where there wasn't help there. But it, it's that you get worn down and beat down by the fact that there's just hands and arms and bodies everywhere. I, I completely agree with you, um, Ryan, on, on, on what's happening. Um, I Like, look, this is this is a question. Okay, so Kyrie, it wasn't just that he didn't wasn't making shots in the first three quarters. Like, he wasn't really involved and super engaged with the ball in the fourth quarter. And I can't tell if he's tired. You know, he's he is fasting for Ramadan. Like, look, you're allowed to do it, but it—I mean, it—that's got to be hard to play basketball at this level. Um, or, or is it—is he pouting because of the fine? Uh, although Steve Nash had his back and said, "I don't care. He had 39 points. I don't care what he says." Right? Which is all you need to say. Um, why do you think they didn't? He didn't have the ball in the quarter. It was just all KD one on one. Doug, they hadn't been here before. Not that not that both two, those two guys aren't world champs. They hadn't been here together. Yeah. So, Doug, you know it. Any, any good team you've played on or, or played against, what are we doing down the stretch? You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I know when I was in Boston, we needed a bucket. It, it was Paul and KG in a pick and roll. When I played with the Clippers, we're going 1-4. BG setting the screen. Chris is going to come off and create something. Like, Every team knows what, like, what's their deal. What is their go-to? There isn't a go-to right there, right now, um, necessarily for the Nets. They don't know uh, who. Hey, man, hey, you know, one, one, two pick and roll, one, three pick and roll between you and KD. Step up screen. Hey, like you, you mentioned, how do we use Curry? How do we use Patty Mills? How do we uh, uh, get those guys mixed into the lineup? And that's why my big focus has been Simmons, and maybe 
Ben's not the fourth quarter guy, but through the first three quarters, if he's getting you available shots, if he's making life easy on you, because as I'm watching Kevin Durant, life is not easy on KD right now. They're making him work. And there's something happening that to me is real intriguing from, from my time playing against KD. So when I was with the Clippers, Chris had a lot of success on Kevin Durant because he just climbed up under him. Yeah. He got under his dribble. Yeah. And he made life tough on him. When I cover the Clippers, there's a game. Everybody remembers he was with the Warriors. And Patrick Beverly just got under KD. He fought through screens. He warded through stuff. He was, you know, he was in his Patrick Beverly bag. He was talking, you know, screaming to the crowd. That's the whole moment. Remember, he shoved him down. And there was a whole deal. That's the, well, that, 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 but didn't that lead to I'm Kevin Durant? Yeah. Now you see where I'm going with this, Doug. Yeah. So now, if you're Kevin Durant, the one thing I know that I'm going to see from his adjustment is – He's going to run the floor. He's going to catch and shoot. He's going to come off pin downs. He's going to be posting up off the elbow a little tighter. But my question to you, this looks a little different because I'm seeing it done with size. Grant Williams is doing it. Tatum and Brown are taking turns on him. Anybody who's carding Kevin Durant, these aren't the little gnats that are six feet tall. The referees are allowing the bigger players to get more physical and get into him. I don't know if this is a factor. I don't know if the game is going to be called differently because, hey, if KD goes to the line 20 times, which he easily could have with a different whistle, this is going to be a different series. Well, he did go – he almost went 20 times last night, didn't he? I mean, mm, let me but, let me check it out. Kevin Durant – yeah, no, correct, correct. He went 20 times, and he still didn't get a good look. So, I guess that is the, the, as the MO. So, I, no, I, I, yeah, look, you know, you're right. Point, and, and I don't want to get too in the weeds for, for people who are like, they just woke up and they just had their coffee <laughs> What? <laughs> Pin downs and, and Ryan Hollins, Doug Gottlieb, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. But but the point is, and this is, look, this is what the, the brilliance to Steph Curry is, that Steph Curry is better without the ball than he is with the ball. He's great with the ball. Yes. But, the, the, but what happens is when somebody has the basketball and you have a great player, in this case, two great players playing without the basketball, it's really hard to pay attention to the ball and then pay attention to what's going on with those with those other guys. That's where they need Ben Simmons, right? That's where you need yes. somebody else. And Simmons has the size. And then when they, and and I think that's the adjustment, right? When you have, when you have a little guy on you, that's when you can just take in the post and put a hand up and Debo guys and just say I'm just bigger and better. When you have big guys, you got to move them. Yep. Because as good as Grant Williams is when he catches the ball, Grant Williams isn't used to catching to to guarding him off of pin downs. Like that's not what he's he's probably never done that in his life. Like that's not what he does. And so I would guess that's like a reasonable adjustment, but they need a trigger man there. And they're, you know, Kyrie is not really a trigger man. Kyrie's a scorer who can pass. Patty Mills is not really a trigger man. And and those guys are little. Uh, But I would, I I agree with that idea. We'll like, look, we're going to find out if if Steve Nash can coach. That's, that's really, we're going to find out if, if Steve Nash can coach, if they can make some adjustments. And if 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 Kyrie and KD are willing to be coached, that that's the other kind of uh, element to it. All right, there's a there's a bunch I want to get to. Like, um, I want to do the the Philadelphia thing or whatever. But you've been in these NBA series. How much carryover? Like two none, two down two zero. Is that is that a death knell? Like, are, do do the Nets think they're done? Does it feel? Uh, should the Celtics be that confident? Or is it just two games? Like, what's what's it really, really like? Here, here's the thing. You're you're going back and you're saying they did what they're supposed to. If you're up 2-0, you did what you're supposed to do. You took care of home. Or you say, hey, man, I got to go and I got to play the spoiler role if, if you lost it. 
and, and that's the mentality, you know, like 2-0 is not the death blow. And I remember when I was in Dallas, um, we got up 2-0, if I'm not mistaken, or or it was one, it was one one. We we won one, it was one one, we stole one on the road. We were the seven seed, San Antonio was the two seed, Tim Duncan, Manu, and those guys. And when we got back home, we knew how important game four was. And that's when I had the game of my life. I got paid the most money I'd ever seen. I had a big dunk on Tim Duncan, blah, blah, blah. But we knew if we took care of those two games, that was a difference maker because you're pretty much even when the home team takes care of home. You say when they did what they were supposed to do. And that's where, you know, a lot of times we talk about home court advantage, why that comes into play. And that's why that's such a, a big moment. But to answer your question, Doug, we're saying, dude, Okay, n- now let's take of our home. Take care of our home. You got to see our fans. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I don't. I don't think the series is over. I do. Those that the, that what happens though in series like game one, the Nets. I don't know if they had it, but man, they had a great great shot. Up three, forty seconds to go, and you lose. You give up two layups, and you just look back and go, how how different is the world if they close out that game with Ryan Hollins. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, so then you have Joel Embiid stepping out and making threes, right? That's like every big guy's dream, making threes. The Sixers <laughs> won in dramatic fashion. All NBA superstar centers shooting step back. He shoots a step back three to end of regulation. Shoots a three, catch and shoot three to win in overtime. Um, what what do we make of of Drake, the interaction, Joel Embiid, an MVP moment? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. 
That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Doug Gottlieb, Brian Hollins, in for Dan Danette, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. We'll get to uh, Debo Samuel uh, and his uh, trade request, which I don't believe uh, I don't believe was discussed yesterday because that that dropped that dropped mid morning yesterday. Mid yeah, mid morning. We'll, we'll we'll talk some Debo Samuel coming this hour. Plus, uh, next hour, Jay Wright retires as Villanova head coach, the Hall of Famer. Of course, took Villanova not just the two NCAA championships, but even the Final Four this year, where they lost the uh, eventual national champion Kansas. And uh, without one of their best, one of their best players in the game, what what led what led to it? But but let's let's dig back into the NBA. Ryan Hollins, of course, in addition to being able to hear him on Fox Sports Radio, you've been able to hear him call uh, all year the Houston Rockets games. So, dude knows, lives, eats, breathes, sleeps the league when you call all eighty-two for an NBA game. And of course, he played in the NBA for a long time. Um, uh, like, look, dude, I always thought. I always thought Embiid is the most talented, talented guy in the league. Talented guy. I, it's funny. We're speaking of coaches. My first time laying eyes on on Joel Embiid, it was the they actually lost to San Diego State. Um, it, it was in the in the fall. So these coaches have uh, Bill has a um, like a what's it called like a celeb not a celebrity camp. He has a fantasy camp. And the fantasy camp was, I mean, honestly, it's a way to pay your player players a little extra money there. And it's like a three-day weekend. It's like uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And the way it works out, and I don't know if people know this, there's like a subculture of 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 men, like, I don't know, 150 guys that play in these fantasy camps. And they actually have rankings. And so they show up and they play and then you have like, "Quote unquote coaches, and the coaches at Bill's fantasy camp are like me, uh, my boy Miles Simon, who's with the the Lakers now, Fred Fraschilla, um, other broadcasters uh, would would get a chance. We'd have all have a team. Some would be, you know, Jerry Wainwright, like who's a who was the head coach at DePaul and and, and other places as well. I think he was head coach at Richmond. Anyway, then we'd like have a draft. That was fun." Then you have teams, you coach them a little bit, you basically play a, a tournament, and then within it you have you have a gala one night, you go over to Bill Self's house one night. Anyway, we go in the gym and there's big Joel Embiid who, you know, 
he had, was in a, a school at Gainesville, Florida. And I said, how good is he? How good is the big kid, Bill? He's like, he's a Hall of Famer. I was like, come on, man. He's like, I've never <laughs> seen it. He's like, that's what a Hall of Famer looks like when he's 18 years old. It's like, he doesn't know about diet. He doesn't know about a lot of stuff. He's like, but he just, he's a Hall of Famer. And now he's putting it all together. Plus, he's got this gigantic personality. Okay? Big to big, like, what what is what does the Joel Embiid experience speak to you? You know, it's funny. When I was in the league, that was that span where he sat for two years. I think a lot of people forget he went to Philly and he sat and they just wanted to get him right. And, and that was the – we kind of didn't know what he was. I know I played with Luke Richard and Bahamute at UCLA – Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameroonian product, and he kind of brought him up, and we're like, okay, that, that's that's Luke's guy. But when I watch him play, he has freakish footwork and coordination. He moves like if you put Joel Embiid in a drill with, with point guards, he would do every drill as synchronized, if not better, than the guards, NBA guards on the floor. You put him in the post, he has that same footwork, and he just has a basketball creativity that you don't find at the five. I guess, I guess if you want to compare it somewhat, maybe this is a little bit of a and, and don't get me don't get crazy when I say this. Don't get crazy when I say this. My Rockets family, I know they're gonna hit me when I say this, and I think you know where I'm going with this duck. Hakeem, Hakeem's yeah. footwork. Yeah. But Hakeem was more refined. Hakeem was like, I'm gonna give it to you like this, this, and this. Yeah. His, I would, he, his basketball it, imagination is too, too. <laughs> Too much at times, right? Well, here's here's what people forget about Akeem Olajuwon, okay? We all watch highlights now, and we think, dream shake Akeem Olajuwon. Mm-hmm. That wasn't what he was like when he was at Houston in college, okay? He wasn't. He, Akeem came over, and I forget the, co- the coach's name. He learned how to dunk because there was some small little coach who brought him over that had to jump off a chair to show him, right? But he was, in college, he was a shot blocker dunker, mm. okay? And he just... But he, he worked. He's an unbelievable worker. And he used that natural soccer coordination and footwork and every year added something to it where he became, I mean, I think everybody who, you know, who played in the NBA is like, if there's a guy who's the best low post scorer in terms of movement, variety of moves, yes. fluidity, I mean, it's Akeem Olajuwon. Yes. So, I, here's where I, I completely agree with you. If you take that fluidity of movement and then you put it in a player who develops an outside game as well because the sport is so different now. And people always ask, like, well, why, do, why don't you just stand down there and post up? Like, do you, they don't call any fouls when you post up. No. There's no – it's hand-to-hand combat. And it's – no matter how big and strong you are, it's really hard. Like, if they want low post scoring to return the NBA, just call some fouls. Like, yep. right? I mean, yep. that that's basically it. So – and now look, end of regulation. He shoots a step back, and 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 you know all old school coaches. Why don't you get him the ball the pose? Like it's hard, but man, is he's the 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 part about him that I you 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 just wonder how it works in the NBA Finals. Is he's always had this kind of don't care roll off my back attitude. Like he cares, but he doesn't care so much that missing a shot. Builds up with him for the next shot. Like he just goes. He just doesn't have that that give a you know what gene, and he just keeps going. Like and and oh yeah, by the way, like we got to give credit where it's due. There are plenty of people 
who have put on these headsets, who have talked about Doc Rivers, who think the guy can't coach. And he, now his teams have blown three games to one lead. There's that, that, that's happened. Uh, but that was a beautiful play, an absolutely beautiful play, to get him a wide-open shot. And all things considered that James Harden had fouled out, James Harden looks like – he doesn't look like himself. He doesn't – I don't we'll, – we'll get to that in a second. But so far, so good. It, people were declaring them dead before this series started. Now they're up three games to none. Yeah, and here's the thing about Joel and about posting up on a block. If you're going to hit that last shot, you're not going to get – you can double-team the block. You can get handsy. You can elbow. You can hold, and those calls aren't made. So I disagree with a lot of folk that say that Joel just has to stay on the block. Yes, he's dominant. There are moments where – you know, look, man, I'm telling you, he's the MVP of the league in my mind. Out of all everyone that I saw, he's been unreal. But there are moments where he can moments where he can float on the perimeter. But if he's going to be a guy that takes that last second shot, like we yeah. saw, he has to do it on the perimeter. And Doug, I know you, you you say he's a guy that doesn't care, and I absolutely believe in what you're saying with that. that that's his mindset. But I want to give you a situation where he does care, and I think what I saw last night was a man who hadn't forgotten one thing that I know he cares about. That has caused him to be a better player. Yeah. When he was in Toronto, Kawhi Leonard sprints past him to the corner yeah. and hit that shot that sent him home. And he was in crocodile boohoo viral moment tears. And as a player, that tells me so- that changed him. He's a different man because of that. So if you tell me that he didn't wasn't going to get the ball in his hands and yeah. bring this game home and break them boys' hearts and then go to Drake and say, yeah, yeah, talk my stuff now. I know it ain't over, but 3-0 is a dagger, okay? He did not forget. And I'm going to tell you that, Doug, that was – he knew before that shot comes because, Doug, you've been there as a player. You're like, I've been here before. No, no. We're not losing. Yep. <laughs> We're not no, no, losing. And, and, and that's what the best of the best. And when I say he doesn't care, please don't let people think that I mean he doesn't actually care. It's the, you have to have this gene where past, like you said, like past failure doesn't eat you up yes. so that you're tight about it, right? It, it is Guys just, like me, me and you didn't want to miss a shot and come out the game. Correct. <laughs> correct. Playing with one eye, playing yeah, with one yeah, eye on the court, one yeah, eye on the bench. Yeah. I don't know if I can take this one. And then, and then the other, the other one is, and this is like a real basketball moment is when you see the guy who's already coming in for you, yeah. that's when you got to get one last shot up. You're like, man, can't take me out twice. Right? Can't take me out twice. Oh, we get one up. Gosh. But that, this is a completely different world than Joel Embiid, right? He just yes. does not, it just, the pressure I don't think bothers him. And sometimes a little bit too much so where he has that same creativity down the stretch that you don't need. Like, dude, just use brute force. But in that case catch and shoot like what was amazing about that play was it was a mess right? he catches the ball he takes a look at the at the game clock and just then the defender pokes the ball away and he gets it and then he just kind of chucks it up and luckily doc rivers you know calls a timeout like 0.9 seconds in the shot clock and i i got twitter op- opened up and you see guy after guy why what's the point why call timeout just go to double overtime whatever then all of a sudden he hits the game when he shot like oh oh that's why oh there 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 you go this was Joel Embiid on the floor post game 
Joel, you've had some big shots in your career. Where does that one rank for you? <laughs> I mean, obviously that's the best one. Uh, but the job is not done. Uh, we got one more. Uh, you know, so we got to come back here in two days and, you know, try to, you know, beat them again. When you guys called that timeout, was that the exact play that was supposed to be run or was it improvisation? No, nah, that was the play. Uh, you know, just get the ball to, you know, me or whoever that was open. And uh, we did that and I'm glad we made a good play. In the first half, they seemed to neutralize you. What did you do in the second half to open up? Uh, just being more aggressive. Uh, the first half, I was just floating around. Uh, I didn't really want the ball. And, uh, you know, coach really got on me, told me that, you know, I'm the biggest dude out there. So just go out and dominate. So I had to do it. You guys had 15 turnovers in the first half. What does it say about the resilience of this team? You go into overtime, you don't have James Harden, but you still come through. We got to do a better job. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it before we got here that, you know, we got to take care of the ball. I didn't do a good job today, so I got to do a better job next game. Uh, we allowed a few offensive rebounds, uh, so, you know, we got to clean that up. Finally, Joel, there's been the narrative of pressure pressure on this team. But you guys are one game away. How do you close out this series? Like I just mentioned, take care of the ball. Don't allow second chances. Um, and just move the ball offensively, just play with each other and make plays. Thank you, Joel. Here's Doc Rivers after the game. Then the last play, they ran it right. Uh, you still need Joel to make a fadeaway jump shot. It was really supposed to be deeper or two, but he, he said he felt like he can get out there. So good win for us. We'll take it. You, you, you played for Doc, and, you know, lots of dudes in the media like to say things about Doc. What, 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 what's that experience really like? Nah, man, I love Doc as a coach, man. I had an absolute blast playing for him. Um, he's a genius when it comes to X's and O's and relating to players. You know, he knows how to put you in your sweet spot. And it's funny hearing Joel say, hey, you're the biggest guy on the floor. Go out and dominate. You know, Doc has is a way with his words, and he understands how to get you motivated and going. But I, I love playing for Doc. He, he can draw plays. He's going to put you in the right spots. I'm a super, super detail-oriented guy. So when I, for me as a player, when I got details, details were good for me. I knew where my teammates were going to be. I knew my rules. I knew if I saw uh, Ray or Paul go pin down for him, hey, I knew that if I was on the floor with KG, we could kind of interchange defensively. You know, Doc can bring out the best in you as a player. So I, I, I absolutely love that for him. But I knew with Joel, Joel just needed a little more order. Like I said, he has so much game. He has so he has Doug, he got too much sauce. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Doc has the ability to be like, all right, Joel, we're gonna work off the elbows now. We're gonna work off the block. Okay, Joel, now we're gonna put you in a trail spot and work. These are your options. You know, here's the freedom within your abilities to do what you need to do. And when you have great players, Sometimes it's just it's just putting them in situations where they can be great. And I think that's what we are seeing from Doc. It's amazing, amazing, uh, you know, the how the 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 narrative by some and the reality of guys like like you th- that played Ryan Hollins, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan the Nan- Danettes, Doug Gottlieb, I mean, excuse, excuse me, the Dan Patrick show here on Fox Sports Radio <laughs> with with prices soaring at the pump. Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn 5 percent cash back at gas stations and Target now through June up to. $1,500 in purchases when you activate. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Limitations apply. Um, what do, do like, look, you covering the Rockets, obviously 
James wasn't there all year, but he had been there, and you know the stories, and you've been in the league, and you played against him, and you've been around him. I don't know. I just, again, there's a guy, an incredible talent. When he was right, and I would say he was had a team built around him in his prime, you, you, you can find guys that are as good an offensive weapon. I don't know if you find anybody who's actually better, right? But he does not seem the same. He just doesn't seem the same. Am I am I overvaluing what I've seen recently? And I'm just—it's just a couple of games, or is he not the same guy with the years of coming in early with with some weight, the hamstring issues, and just the attrition of all that ball dominance? Is he really the same guy? Doug, here, here's the reality: the mental space that James Harden was in matched with his physical. Uh, peak at that time it's going to be hard to recreate and James Harden was putting on performances that you're arguing he was the greatest offensive player we had ever seen like he was he was literally unguardable and and Doug I want to ask you this real quick and I just real quick I go into this on the scouting report right if I was like hey Doug I want you to force a guy into a, 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 a multiple dribbles and a step back contested three. What, what would coach say? Is that good defense or bad defense? Good defense. Great defense, right? Yeah. God bless him. We live with that. James Harden was beating the NBA with that shot, with those moves. He was in such a zone that we may never see again. And I'm going to compare James to one of his former teammates, Chris Paul, in a sense where I remember playing with Chris, and we were kind of seeing the element where Chris, you know, his knee wasn't quite right from New Orleans. You know, he had to fix some things nutritionally, but Chris had to redefine who he was as a player. He wasn't that same guy in New Orleans that could go out and get you 35, you know, 19 and and five steals. You know what I'm saying? Chris had to change and say, play the smarter game. And we still, with the Clippers, needed Chris to be the, the takeover, takeover guy, takeover guy. And he played really good basketball in Houston, but Chris has redefined his game. I bring that up to say that I think James Harden is going to have to redefine who he is. And not to say that he can't have those Harden-like moments where he's hitting nine step backs in a row, there's no one to guard him. But I think he's going to have to redefine physically who he is. And when you're mental and physical synchronized, it's a beautiful thing to see. And I think that... James is mental or physical. They have to get back on the same page. To, to your point, we aren't seeing the same James Harden. Is it still there? Yes, but I think it's in a different form. Am I fair to say that maybe him and Embiid need to get more of a two-man game going? Maybe it's more point guard James Harden, and then the scoring comes. But James is so cerebral, I compare him to a counterpuncher, but just his reads aren't there in a way that he, we're used to seeing, and he's probably used to having them. Maybe it's rhythm. A lot of guys need the basketball in, the, in, in their hands. You know, I don't know if that's necessarily the answer, but I think James is going to go in and redefine himself. And we're just seeing that that little, you know, that little newborn baby, the little ugly side of the baby that we hadn't seen in the beautiful side is maybe uh, to come. You know, I, I can say to assume with a guy that is smart and is cerebral as James Harden. I don't know. I, I, I'm. I. It's hard. It's really hard for guys to play in a way in which they dominate the ball, and then suddenly they don't dominate the ball. I do think, like in theory, it's different with Embiid because Embiid can play pick and roll, Embiid can play in the post. Yeah. And so, so it it is different. Whereas I, I never really understood how that Chris Paul Harden dynamic would work, and obviously Chris getting hurt 
change. We didn't see what the, what the top end looked like. But I, I it, to me, it's more about does he still have the burst, right? Like I just, mm. you know, that that apparently was what 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 blew away Kevin Durant was like. Man, this guy does, is not the same athlete that he used to be. Now, granted, that's early in the season when he wasn't in shape. But but when that thing goes, it's really hard to get back. Like Paul Pierce, he didn't blow by guys ever. So it wasn't right. Yeah. He just always found a way to get by people without some crazy. It was just footwork and angles and understanding and toughness and basketball or whatever. But and James Harden understands those angles. But man, when when you lose that burst, it's a it's a completely different sport. No, he's got he's got to re- redefine his game. There's there's no question there. And and you're right. You know when you're young, you can. Stay out all night eating pizza. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you you kind of like you figure it out, and you you can do those things. But I I I definitely think you know you're right. He's got to redefine it, Doug. He's got to redefine it. And a lot of guys can't do that. Um. All right. I, I want to get into this upcoming next. All right. So, the Lakers fans are getting kicked in the nuts last night, right? Getting the nuts, right? You're not playing. And Nick Nurse, they may get swept. He's not leaving Toronto. He's the coach of the Canadian national team. Like, I don't see him leaving Toronto. Maybe. But Alex Caruso doing every little thing down the stretch, right? He missed the corner jump shot, looked bad shooting. He's not a great shooter, although percentage-wise, obviously, he's dramatically improved, although this year there was regression. But I think, really, this is more regressing to the mean. He's not a particularly good shooter. But he does every other little thing right was it last night was the perfect example of how could you let this guy walk when he wanted to play for less right Right? how how could you let him walk when he wanted to play for less and he's a guy who does all of the little things that no one was willing to do with the lakers like last night was a complete kick in the in the crotch complete kick in the crotch to the lakers Watching the Caruso late in that game as they as they beat down beat down the Bucks, um, and oh yeah, by the way, who's guarding who's guarding Giannis in the fourth quarter? That would be Alex Caruso. Look, man, I, I, sometimes you don't appreciate the the middle class, the middle the middle class workers, right? The guys who take out the trash, the guys who show up every day, the guys who, you know have to wait for the shot to swing to swing to take the shot and in in my mind you know when I was able to see the Lakers and we saw them this year their middle class was gone and I think they had really banked on you know Taylor Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn to be that and you really saw injuries you didn't see none pretty much the whole season and that was a big part that devastated the Lakers. You yeah. know, KCP was consistent. Caruso was – those guys were available. And sometimes the best ability – you know it, Doug, is availability. availability. So they're, those two are really good, but they just did a lot of the dirty work. And LeBron has always been good, in my opinion, when you put defensive-minded teams around him. They, they cover for the mistakes. They dive on the loose floor. You know, they, they do those little things. And I think that you missed that element defensively losing those two guys and then not having the health of the guys who were supposed to be there. He's Ryan Hollins. I'm Doug Gottlieb. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to quickly turn to football upcoming next. Okay. 49ers star wide receiver Debo Samuel wants out. But does he only want to be a wide receiver? Is that what he really means? We'll get to that next in the Dan Patrick Show.
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Doug Gottlieb, Brian Hollins, in for Dan of the Dan Ed's Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio here on a Thursday. Hope you're having a great day, a better day than San Francisco 49ers fans who uh, yesterday woke up to the news that uh, Debo Samuel, uh, which you know, it had been kind of building, he in fact had gone to the organization and asked for a trade. And, um, you know, the progression of events were you go back to last week and on Instagram – uh, there was the, you know, if it's not, doesn't start with a 25, like let's, well, you know, then, then, then it's not a discussion. 
obviously, guys coming into the fourth year of a deal. Remember, he's a second-round draft pick. Here, here's how those contracts work. Okay, there's there's not they're not up for up for renegotiation until this offseason. And he made very little his first three years, a couple million dollars. This year, he's make I think four point seven million dollars, which push push him into the sevens for his overall career. So it's not like he's walking around with a bunch of money where if he doesn't play this year, don't worry, I got millions. But he still made made some money. Um, I thought the big thing, Ryan, was the it's not about the money, it's about the role. He doesn't want to be a running back. He doesn't want to be a side. He just wants to be a wide receiver. To me, that's saying I want it's it's about money, right? It's it's not just yeah. the old adage. If if they say it's not about the money, it's always about the money. That that tends to be true, but it's the the reason he wants to be seen as a wide receiver only is the longevity of that position. But more than anything, the money. Wide receivers now are some of these new deals are over twenty million dollars per year, and I I you know the idea that Kyle Shanahan who uses him perfectly somehow uses him wrongly because it beats his body up. Like I'll, everybody will take a beating. If you're if you're getting paid or overpaid to do so, I think it just comes down to that. Here's the the truth, though, Doug. What he's realizing is his position as an NFL player. Unless you're a quarterback, when you get like you got to get paid now. Like like he can't like Debo Samuel's. He realizes he can't wait. And by the way, Doug, I am a 49er fan. I'm a big Debo fan. He knows that the way that he played with his production. He was in some ways, you know, he, he he was our most he was more valuable than the quarterback. And there're not a lot of players offensively. Maybe you can argue some defensively. Aaron Donald may be more valuable than the quarterback. He is more valuable than the quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo just had to do his job and which is get Debo the ball. And he didn't even have to throw it to Debo. So sometimes you hand the ball off to him. So he understood he was more valuable than the quarterback, Doug, and he knows I can't come in and play the same way because the only thing that's going to happen, Doug, is his value goes down. He looked over at his guy, Tyreek Hill. He said, huh, dang, Reek really got out from Mahomes? He really got out from the cheap because he had to get the bag. Tyreek knew he couldn't wait. Tyreek knew he, he's a 4-2 guy, all right? How long is he going to be a 4-2 guy? What's he going to look like without Mahomes? And Mahomes just got the bag, so Tyreek is like, are they going to be willing to give me the same type of bag? Miami will. And he moved on. So Debo is looking at, and he's understanding, like you said, Doug, man, I have to maximize what's going on here. And I just think, I think it started with the NBA, Doug, because our, our NBA guys demand the money. They want to move. They want to play where they want to play. And the NFL players are starting to realize their value in the moments when they need to speak up. And they need to reach out. And Debo knows he's the most valuable player on the 49ers right now. It's it's not the quarterback, and you don't, and he he may not even be certain what Trey Lance is going to be. Um, yeah, I don't. I honestly think that that's overthinking it. I I, mm. I do in terms of he's. I mean, like, look, the, the Niners have the Niners have like five dudes that you put them on any team in the league, and they're big time football players, right? On the defensive side, you got Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. Yep, like those guys are legit. Trent Williams. Um, George Kittle and and you got Debo right. Like the, the they have a good overall talent base, but those guys are great football players. Uh, the 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 issue that Debo's running into, that uh, Terry McLaurin's running into, that AJ Brown is running into is, uh, and this is a lot like Tyreek Hill. 
where when you're not drafted in the first round, the way your contract works, you ain't making nothing until year four. Okay, year five is when you're going to make more money. It just it just is. Uh, the question becomes: Do you? You know, the holdout thing sounds great, but you're not a free agent. They're not a free agent. They have they're under contract for a year. So it, it and and all of those guys were found outside of the first round and we're getting ready for the NFL draft where look, do I think there's another Debo Samuel out there? Hell no, there's not another Debo Samuel out there. Mm-hmm. But there's 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 scouts out there that can convince themselves, well maybe I can I can draft two guys that'll be as good as one one Debo. I, look, my thing is I think so much of your success in life is about finding a place that suits you, right? That that whether it's a relationship or a job or a school, you got to find the right fit, and then just and and everything else will work out. He's got the right fit. He's got a play caller who gets him, who wants to use him, an organization that I'm sure likes him and wants to give more money. They just don't want to pay him top of the market because he has been all beaten up, and. And to not want to do like, well, I don't want to be a running back, my dude. That that's that's what's great about you. You can do things other people cannot. And the question is, where in between getting paid top of the market and where you are now is a landing place that you can live live with? Because look, you may be able to get top of the market, but it's not going to be in San Francisco. Yeah. It's just not. Because if they were going to pay him top of the market, they would have paid him top of the market already. And, and and here's the thing too, Doug, from the player's perspective, if you trade for me. You got to pay me. Well, yeah. You no want question. me. You yeah. commit a first-round pick, you're committing. And, and that's the big thing that Debo understands, and he, I think he absolutely sees, and his people see, and it's like it's a, it's a calculated move. But you're right. San Francisco's not going to have top. There's too many guys that are going to have to pay or shuffle around to do it. And like you said, they probably know the knickknacks and the injuries. Yeah. 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 But on the other hand, on the other hand, they do have Trey Lance, so they don't have to pay a quarterback once they get rid of Garoppolo. Huge retirement news in college basketball. We'll get to it next to the Dan Patrick Show. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. 
I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.